This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, is there one trick to keeping mosquitoes away from you? Tropical biologist Dr. Mark Moffat is known as Dr. Bugs, and he tells us some pesky bugs are attracted to us. Why are they more than others? Can we get rid of them? Happy Father's Day. Let's celebrate dad-themed edition of Game Showy on the podcast. Plus, are you okay with Tim Hortons donuts without an UGH? And what about Instant Pots? This and more on the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only Dr. Bugs is officially here. Mark Moffat, hello. Hello. I hear you're interested in getting bitten by things. Well, I'm interested in not getting bitten by things. Um, That's really kind of the one and the same. Um, Go bite someone else. I was sort of thinking, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Not you, the bugs, just to be clear. Yes. Um, Yeah. Uh, Mosquitoes is on the list. Uh, It's been really hot and dry here so far this year Mm. and not a lot of wet. So that's been nice for the mosquitoes. It seems, though, that every time I go outside and do the gardening, I come back in. Of course, that night, scritchy, scritch, scritch, because there's more bug bites. So what's the uh, what's the uh, the forecast for the mosquitoes this year? Is it a high year or low year? Is that even a thing? I don't know. I know you're up there in the north, so you're getting a lot of mosquitoes. Uh, That uh, tends to be common of course we're getting a lot of smoky fires maybe they'll all keep their numbers down a very small bonus for the fires but still you know i'm I, i'm not fond of mosquitoes because i can't figure out you know why all this buzzing in the ear why don't they just bite me for heaven's sakes why don't they have to hover there for a half hour first oh is there anything worse than when you're sleeping and you get a bug buzzing in your ear yeah i mean for all of your journeys that you go on into the wilderness looking for bugs that must be a like drive you nuts well you know uh i actually think mosquitoes are far worse than leeches have you ever had some leech bites you know no try to avoid those too yeah well they uh leeches will create quite a bloodstream but they're silent about it and they just drop off and uh, the first time i got a bunch of leeches i looked down and i thought i had stepped through some uh you know berry a berry patch i didn't even realize it was bitten you know not all that they take more blood but they're quiet about it they don't bother you so the question is why they bother some people more than others that's one of the questions yeah and also leeches seem to be gross you know it's funny i would never have made that connection between leeches and mosquitoes being uh, cousins if you will in the suck our blood (laughs) department yeah well they're not exactly cousins they're competitors but you know the the leech uh can take a lot more blood you know there's a a leech uh, over in uh asia i think it's called the buffalo leech which is like 18 inches long i think it can take oh god out of you i i I can't imagine uh it on a human being uh that would be quite a picture don't don't search the internet don't google that i would be too horrifying to know if it has happened but yeah mosquitoes never are always small so that's a nice bonus and you know, they take just a little bit, but they create that pustule and that pain. Uh, it's important, I think, 
one of the criteria for marriage, if you're a field person, is to determine whether the person you're going to marry attracts more mosquitoes than you. Because if you have one of those handy people that takes all the mosquitoes away, you know, that's a big value added in a relationship. The uh, That would be nice. The um, We hear stories about different foods, eating different foods, helping with bugs, attracting bugs. I don't even know if it's true or not, but somebody had said if you eat bananas, it brings in bugs. But if you eat garlic, they go away. So yeah, is, it must be our body chemistry that attracts more bugs to some people than others. Well, when it comes to mosquitoes, yeah, there's some theories about that. That, uh, In fact, it could be the the bacteria, the microbiome on our skin affecting things. But certainly some people seem to get all the mosquitoes and some almost none. So I'm one of the lucky ones. Um, I've, uh, you know, traveled to various places and seen mosquitoes. There's certainly more to the north than anywhere else. I remember, uh, you know, up in Canada or in northern Minnesota, that there could be loads of mosquitoes. It's, it can be worse than the, the tropics, you know. One of my favorite moments, though, in the tropics was at Corcovado National Park in Costa Rica. I was uh, about to sign in with the park guards to stay there. And the lady in front of me uh, was saying, so you need a uh, permit to kill mosquitoes while she was slapping mosquitoes. And the park guard was insisting, yes, to study mosquitoes, you need a permit to collect them. So, uh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's how science She's is. Smacking her own face. Well, smack, smacking <laughs> herself. But, you know, where you really get mosquitoes is uh, I had the most fun in northern Minnesota looking for mosquitoes. I was asked, I've been asked a number of times if mosquitoes good for anything. And I yeah. finally found a mosquito that's good for something. Guess what? Uh, it's good for a mosquito that's good for something. What would be a mosquito good for? I, like I maybe for the spiders when they land in their web and they become lunch. Well, that is actually the e correct ecological answer because mosquitoes are eaten by all kinds of creatures that would starve. Well, birds too, awesome. right? But uh, this particular mosquito is good because it pollinates an orchid, a very rare orchid found in northern Minnesota and up into Canada. Right. And so I decided to get a uh, get some money from National Geographic as part of a pollination project that was eventually a story there. And I traveled to northern Minnesota. This is one of the few trips that my wife decided she did not want to go on. So I'm Minnesota. looking for this killer that doesn't kill. It actually helps an orchid. And I, I stay, I stop on the way up there at a uh, supply store that a friend tells me about to get whatever I need. And one of the things they suggest is a mosquito proof vest. So I buy that because I realize I can't put on mosquito repellent and, and photograph a mosquito that would not work. Uh, yeah. Well, it's count counterproductive, mm. I suppose. I, you know, if you said to me, Hey, pick a place where mosquitoes would be plenty, uh, Minnesota. Sure. I would have that on my bingo card. If you said to me, pick a place where orchids are a plenty. I don't think Minnesota is the first place my brain goes. And that's why it's, at very rarely seen this orchid so i'm i it's uh, it's a couple square meters in uh the lands owned by a famous photographer up there a nature photographer who's, who photographs wolves and he told me where the orchid is and i i arrived there and i put on my mosquito proof clothing because i can't wear mosquito repellent and i wait and i wait and 
none of the mosquitoes get the message. They're all coming to me. And eventually one of them lands and pollinates the orchid. And I get the little pollen right on the tip of its nose. So it's all a very good story. It turns out that the good mosquitoes are the males. The females need blood for their young. The males do the pollination. They're, they're the good really? guys in this case. Oh, you don't hear that often. <laughs> and then, so on the way back, I take off a mosquito-proof vest, and it turns out the mosquito-proof vest had all kinds of small holes in it, breathing, little breathing holes, and the mosquitoes managed to oh, all the no. in it, and it looked like I had Moby Dick written in Braille on my body. <laughs> uh, but you got the pollination. You got the little booger off its nose. Yeah, Melissa was glad. My wife, Melissa, was glad to see the picture without actually being there to witness the act. See, that's wild, though, um, because we think of bumblebees and all, you know, those guys doing all of that. Are there any other flying bugs that do that just like, uh, you know, pollination other than because I guess bees would be our go to. I, I had no idea. Yeah, well, bees are taking over the world because we move them around and there are lots of native pollinators that did the jobs before the honeybees arrived and actually did them better in many cases. My favorite, though, the one I tracked down uh, was what pollinates chocolate? What gives us chocolate? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. What would give us chocolate? The tiny little flower that grows into this giant pod, it's pollinated by a fly. Looks like a tiny mm. version of a housefly. That's really? the best fly that ever existed. I worship that fly. I would. I was trying to make a cow joke there because I'm sure it was a cow that pollinates the chocolate somehow chocolate milk anyway so it's a fly and it, it it's just is that fly then unique to that area or unique to that that plant that gives us the cocoa oh i think it might pollinate some other things but it's uh, certainly well built for deal dealing with these curious little cacao uh, flowers which are tiny colorless things much like the mosquito fly mosquitoes i guess don't have color vision so the orchids are not very pretty uh, but the mosquitoes love them, and that's all they need to. That's their go-to food if you're a man wow, mosquito. Hey. Well, hey man, even orchids have a great personality, right? Yeah. Um, if they're not going to be pretty, it might as well be handy. Okay, Doctor Bugs is here, and uh, Mark Moffat. So mosquitoes is the topic. Did I was I had one of those um, mosquito killers, and then I thought of you, and I was like, oh boy, this is probably not good. So I sold it. Yeah. And. Yeah, that's probably not good in your world, huh? No, because in fact, they don't kill that many mosquitoes. They give a, people a sense of satisfaction, people with a bizarre sense of satisfaction because there's that burning sound as little creatures land zap. and get zapped. But in fact, um, they, they kill a lot of moths and other things, including very rare creatures. So there's a friend of mine who works up in Cape Cod who, who's in a on a tantrum all the time getting uh, people to put these things down so there he studies these colorful little night moths that are being zapped and burnt to death hmm. not use those use a little hmm. beat on your body doesn't harm anybody else well that's what i was uh, my next question um for the record i feel like i have to just reiterate that i did get rid of it because i was trying to be you know good right um right. But the 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 DEET and stuff like that, I mean, that's that's really the answer is the bug spray with DEET. If the mosquitoes, if you are one of those mosquito magnets, th that's really the answer. Well, it's a, uh, there are there are some that are uh, uh, more neutral, more environmentally friendly. But, yeah, that seems to be it seems to neutralize the uh, mosquitoes ability to sense 
you, this mosquito is sensing not only your body odor, but your body heat. And so that combination drives them towards you and for some reason towards your ears. And so the DEET and these other chemicals sort of neutralize their ability to figure out that you're there. Yeah. So you said, though, that mosquitoes, you believe, are colorblind. Uh, there have been always people have always said, well, don't wear blue when you're golfing because blue will attract the big flies and the mosquitoes and stuff like that. So that must be a little bit mythical. Oh, well, I, I may be wrong about the complete color blindness. We're going to have to test that out. You know, maybe wow. can, I can go out with my blue shirt and you can go out with your red shirt. and We'll just sit there and count mosquitoes all day and get the data. So mm. to be test. Although you have a lot more experience and far more educated than my buddy Bob who said that. So I would believe you first. Oh, uh, Just... well, no, I may not know. I may not know everything yet, uh, Shane. It's, just, <laughs> it's terrible because uh, my wife is competing with me in the knowing everything category. And I'm, I think I'm pulling head, but probably not. Yeah. But, you know, the, the real place to, to uh, look for mosquitoes is in uh, temperate zones. But there is, in the tropics, there are usually not that many mosquitoes that bother you, but there are places with a lot of mosquitoes. I can tell you a, a short story. I was down in Manu, Peru, which is a national park in the Amazon, and uh, uh, you're setting up a tent along the river. This was an expedition to look for a kind of ant that castrates a flower. It just oh, cuts off the flower's male parts for reasons that we don't need to get into because they're not relevant to the story, nor is it relevant that I sat at a fair to lance the most deadly snake in the new world and lived on the same trip. Uh, oh, were, it's, it's a long story. On the way back, we stopped at a, a camp because we were starved. We've been in this place forever uh, without uh, any fancy food or anything. We needed a cold beer and there was a fancy tourist lodge on the way back. And we found it was completely dark, and apparently they had to close it down because a caiman, one of the South American crocodiles, killed the groom at a wedding. So we didn't get our cold. Oh, so the whole trip was a disaster, but it started while we camped along the river to get there. And you set up the tent, and in the, you turn out your light, and you realize that every mosquito on the Amazon River has gone into the tent, even though you zipped it up. You don't know how they've gotten in there. So you start smashing the mosquitoes against the walls of the tent. And occasionally you turn on the lights and you see the inside of your tent is covered with little dots of your own blood. And uh, that, you know, how many mosquitoes, the highest density of mosquitoes in the world is a Guinness Book of World Records that's, that's yet to be, you know, proven. But, you know, there may be spots of uh, Peru that compete with northern northern minnesota i'm not sure wow that's fascinating i remember once i grew up in fort McMurray, so lots of bog and muskeg and stuff up there mosquitoes holy and the i remember we camped we went we were young teenagers so we got to camp in the backyard mm -hmm. so we went out to the backyard and stayed in the tent and when we got up in the morning it was one of those tents that had the tarp over top so it was protected and through the course of the night all the mosquitoes came to the screen door of the tent now, not many got in, that was good, but when we opened it, it was literally a blanket of mosquitoes. You couldn't even see out. It was so uh, blocked by these mosquitoes and it was an absolute blanket. So what, what's the first thing you're gonna do? Well, you don't wanna open it. No. Because then they're all gonna come in. So, you know, up there when you were golfing, I mean, I think it was Linus from Peanuts. Was he the messy one, the dirty one? Linus, Is it Linus? I believe that's right, or yes. Yeah. 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 
Well, that little cloud that he always had, the cloud of dust and bugs around his head, that's what life was like in those places when you go into the woods. I mean, those bugs are everywhere. But then again, some people, meh, just go for a walk. No, no bother. Yeah, well, it's always interesting to go to Australia and the outback and everyone ignores these flies that are like, I don't know how, how they do it. Uh, I was once in Cameroon, West Africa on an expedition and there was a guy studying the tsetse fly, you know, it gives you uh, sleeping sickness, I believe. And in any case, this guy determined I was the best source of tsetse flies. So he'd walk around after me all day and grab flies off my back and say, and lift up his uh, little magnifier and say, yes, this one's infected too. Good. And I'm going like, I do not need to know this information. Yeah. I'm trying to enjoy myself. Let the tsetse flies alone. Wow. I believe that you can stay healthy as long as you don't constantly talk about being sick. If you're traveling with people who are always <laughs> talking about being sick, they're the ones that get yeah. I think that's true. What do you think? Where things tend to go wrong. I, I would agree with you on that one. What about disease and mosquitoes? Is that something in the in the Western world we need to be worried about? Because you hear about it in other places. Yeah, well, malaria has crept up in the U.S. sometimes. And there's a, you know, depending on global warming situations, that could become worse. Uh, uh, various diseases are carried by mosquitoes for sure. Uh, leeches, as they say, are still the good guys. They're, they're, they're oh, horrifying, wow. but they're... I don't think they carry any museum uh, uh, diseases and, you know, they're very clean about the whole thing and they're medicinal. You know, you could just add them to your uh, skin to improve your looks or whatever they yeah. do with them. I'm not sure. Yeah. Weight loss. I think that's what they use wow, them for. Wow. That would take a lot. We, uh, we could bottle those up, sell them online. Somebody would buy it. Dr. Bugs. They would buy it because, um, I mean, everyone buys them. You can sell air from Banff and someone sold hot dog water at a goop conference. So, you know, keto water mm. well uh, <laughs> yes well leeches I, I i i there are people who study leeches and i think they just have barrels with leeches in them so you know that's that's kind of a monkey in a barrel of the wrong kind well it does beg the question if you are dr bugs what bugs do you keep at home uh what do i keep at home no i don't need to keep any at home they uh they come to me if they need help if they need uh you know publicity <laughs> i'm their man they put yeah. me in, you know, bug units, which are very tiny. But in any case, I love it. overall, I, I tend to somehow pull off a career out of this. I'm not sure how my parents uh, think about this. They, I think they think I, I'm a serious person now. They always yeah. thought it was just the five-year-old who never grew up. But, of course, I actually am that. Do you, uh, were you the bug nerd when you were a kid? Oh, yes. Yes. No, I was uh, out there in my... Uh, 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 diapers watching ants at the age of two just as you were very good i was just watching them yesterday as i was trying to plant the garden so oh well you're you're a high class fellow shame yeah. <laughs> i love it uh mark moffat dr bugs thanks so much for the insight and joining us on the shift we love having you hey shane great talking this is the shift podcast It's time for Game Showing! Shane Hewitt and Kelsey Campbell are going to battle it out for pride and something probably inappropriate that Brian will tell us about shortly. Why not? It's a game show on the radio! Here's your host, 
Ryan O'Donnell. Oh, we're back in action. I haven't done game show in. It's been two weeks. It's been a while. I'm excited. This is good. I'm looking forward to it. And we've got a very special game of the game show queued up for you, my friends. Today mm-hmm. is all about the dads for Faja's Day. Mm-hmm. Father's Day is coming Faja's up on Day. Sunday. Faja. And uh, so let's do some Father's Day trivia. We're not just going right. to be triviaing about the day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be dad trivia. Dad so, trivia? Yeah. Oh, okay. Get ready. We'll see. Well, that's interesting. Really? Okay. That's interesting. Well, that's interesting. Dad versus a mom. I, that's why do I have a feeling the mom's going to do better than the actual dad? Maybe that's just you a know, dad thing. That's not appropriate. Yeah. It's like it's like the Canadians always do better with American, uh, you know, history, trivia, anything. I think it's just moms tend to pay more attention in mm. general. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll it's because we'll moms have more sure. free time because dads work harder. No, is that? <laughs> oh, <Dude>. wow. <laughs> you know, look at the time. I think I got to get out of here before I <laughs> drop these gloves. And Kelsey just forfeited game show. <laughs> That's how you took that. I'm Yikes. driving to Calgary right now. To... Oh, wow. To kill me. Okay. Fair enough. I actually just heard a collective ugh sound from across <laughs> I the was country. joking. Yeah, that was Come gross. on. Yeah. Funny. We all Funny. know dads work harder. Funny joke. Oh, um, oh. this is folksy oh. sexism. Let's get, <laughs> let's get out of this in a hurry, Bob. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Okay, so here's how this It's uh, parentingism, not sexism, just to be clear, in today's world. Did you just mansplain sexism <laughs> I did. to a woman? That's right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Ryan's face right now just sums up life. <laughs> okay. Um, so He's we're crying. playing trivia. That's what this is. Uh, and uh, this is how it works. Our contestants are going to pick a question and a difficulty of said question. Um, today we're going to be playing for... Um, Dad feet? That doesn't seem right. Dad, dad feet? Dad feet? Shane, dad can feet? we just... Shane, can we step aside for one yeah, second? And just, just one second here. Yeah, stand by. Okay. You have reached Vader and Associates, formerly the Death Star, the Empire's premium service for planetary solutions. For the third straight year, please hold, as all of our representatives are busy helping other callers. Your estimated wait time is between 12 and 20 parsecs. Yes, we know it's a distance, you nerd. Yeah, okay, so um, welcome we back. A little show better. meeting there. Thank you. A little show meeting little in the background. You good to go? Yeah. I think we have a better idea. Now. Yeah, no so dad, dad shoes. We're going to be playing for dad shoes, not dad oh, feet. Ironically, I can guarantee that I have more dad shoes than both of you. Uh, yeah. So when you get the question right, you're going to hear this. <laughs> Wait, what is happening? Oh, that's what are we talking music. about? What was the whole? I'm just so confused. And of oh, course, you're a... going to have more dad shoes than me. I'm a mom. What no, was that's the music? A, that's, the on, that's our on hold music when that's we have to have a show music. meeting, but we're in yeah. a segment, but we can't just pause because it's live radio all across Canada. So sometimes we need to have some on hold music yeah. just so but we can it's basic so radio. We can have a meeting. Okay. 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 Sure. Okay. I think I'm, I'm still okay. Where, what are the dad shoes? Because normally there's like a theme and it makes sense. Are mm-hmm. dads known for their shoes? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. They're known. A New Balance, a pair yeah. of white New Balances with knee-high socks, cargo yeah. shorts, and a tucked-in golf shirt. That is the dad core. And hands on hips. Hands on hips. Yep. I yep. just picture my dad, and it's always the Velcro sandals with mm-hmm. the high socks. That Velcro counts as sandals. a dad shoe as well. Very yeah, much. Okay. Shoe. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I just needed to. I okay. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do this. If let's you do this. are barbecuing in style, you're wearing dad shoes. Absolutely. So whatever you envision, that's the beauty of a dad shoe. Anyway. Don't forget to click uh, your tongs. Yep. Okay, so here's how this goes. Uh, If our contestants, we have to do this, we're going to run out of time before we even ask a question. If our contestants get the question right, they will hear this sound. Very good, very good. If it's incorrect, you'll hear this. You're not my dad! Okay, not my dad. Now, we also have a very special, oh yeah, the categories. Jeez, I'm all flustered. Okay, so we have three categories for questions. We have famous fathers, the Faja, just general dad stuff, and then Father's Day. Now, we also have a very special question that is for the listeners and the listeners alone. I'm looking at you, Shift Heads. Mm-hmm. It is the text line special. It's a question that's hidden in the show that will be randomly stumbled on. And if you listeners answer correctly the contestant who found it gets two dad shoes that's pretty good so when we find it it's going to sound like this father help father help so here's the question okay 877-399-9898 the godfather is one of the greatest movies ever made but who actually plays the godfather is it marlon brando Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, or James Caan? Who plays The Godfather? Will Ferrell. Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, or James Caan? Text in your answers now. And uh, that's it. That's how to play Game Showy in under 20 minutes or less. All right, then. (laughs) Okay, so if you're a father, you have a father, or you've ever met a father, you can play along at home on Game Showy. Bob? Thanks, Bob. Okay, um, I'm going to let Kelsey go first, just out of the rampant sexism at the start of the segment. I think it's only fair. No, it's not. No way. Whoa. I said all kinds of nice things about mothers and how mothers work so Mm -hmm. hard and everything else on Mother's Day. And just because I said some things that fathers work hard on Father's Day does not mean it's sexism. It just means it's commenting that's exact opposite. I don't know how to help you right now. If if there is a way that you could cut the mic, pull the power to CKNW, whatever you need to do, let's get out of here now. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't pull the power. Kelsey, why don't okay. you get this ball rolling? Because we are uh, you know, I... far too into this segment already. Okay. Kick it yeah. off. Kick, yeah, like instead of rolling, let's let's take a step here into the world mm-hmm. of dad shoes. Um, yeah, I'm going to come out swinging. Let's go f- famous fathers for three mm-hmm. dad shoes. Three pairs for of dad shoes. Three dad shoes. Yes, Just okay. Shoes. This is a good one. If you're paying attention, this was on Are You Okay? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, so you may know the answer to this, thanks to that. Mm. Now, we just heard about Al Pacino becoming a dad in his 80s, again, but he's not the oldest first-time father. How old 
was the man who set the record for the oldest first-time dad ever. First was time. he 94, 100, 99, or 89 years old? I'm really glad that I heard the Are You Okay? Because this would be such an impossible thing to answer. You put all of the ages so close together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's three. It's a tough one. Yeah. Toughy. I, I believe he was... 94 years old. Bob. 94. Ramjit Raghav was indeed 94 years old when he had wow. his first child mm-hmm. to his then 52-year-old wife. That is correct. Also amazing. Do you want to know wow. something even more staggering? He had another kid two years later at the wow. age of 96. Yep. <laughs> nice work, fella. Yeah. It's one is way to, is yeah. it though? Yeah, I'm not sure. As long as it's a happy family, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there is a great deal of happiness between 94-year-old, 52-year-old, and their three-day-old child. Yeah. Bliss. Come here, Sonny. Sit on Dad's lap. <laughs> oh, my hip. Yep. Uh, Shane probably broke. No, yeah. no, I'm not going to go there. Shane, you're go. You're up. Faja. Faja. Category three dad mm-hmm. shoes, please. Not three Let's pairs, three shoes, just two okay. plus a spare. Okay, three dad shoes. What percentage of dads are stay-at-home dads? Shane, is it above or below 5%? Stay-at-home dads, I'd say it's got to be above 5% because there's probably Mm -hmm. 5% of dads that just don't want to work and they just stay home because it's convenient. Uh, So if you throw in all the dads that want to be stay-at-home dads, I would say above. That's my guess, Bob. Above. Well, in 1989, it was 4%. And right now, it's at 7%. That is correct. Yes. Yes. So that means that dads make up 17% of all stay-at-home parents, which is still very, very small. But it is a growing margin. Hmm. I think yeah. we re- we're really seeing that with paternity leaves. And I, I mm-hmm. wonder what the percentage would be if you ask men how many wish they could be stay-at-home dads, because I think that yeah. number would be significant p- compared to what it would have been in, in the 1980s. You mean with the supports and stuff behind it nowadays? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I just I just think now it just yeah. seems like a bigger option. I think there's a lot of men who would say they would love yeah. that option, but it mm-hmm. doesn't feel they like an option stay. for them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Well, not to mention careers too, right? Sometimes in, in the house, the career of uh, the woman could be uh, more prominent in the household than the career of the man. Like, right? It could be, could be two people have different aspirations in their careers. And, and maybe the mom is is more career oriented and just wants to chase career. And the dad's like, no, I'm cool. I, I don't need that job. I'm mm-hmm. just going to stay home and uh, and be the parent too. Like it's, I think the old school rules have far moved on, which I think is really Very cool. Very much so. Yeah. Cool. Nice little sidebar. Great little chat, guys. Uh, Based on how you started the segment, I was twitching the whole time when you started talking about like female aspirations. Like, what are you going to say here? But that was okay. We're going to cut it off there before you further weigh in. Now we can go to the next question. We can go to the next question. (laughs) Goes to Kelsey Campbell. Kelsey. Quickly, quickly. I'm going to step into three pairs of Mm, dad shoes. Step into. All right. In the category of Father's Day. Okay, in the Father's Day. So this is a Father's Day specific question, okay? So look, we need to normalize men getting flowers. I like flowers. I would love to get a bouquet of flowers anytime. And if you want to 
break the stigma, you know, and get your dad a bouquet of flowers, there is an official flower for Father's Day. What Ooh. is the Father's Day flower? Is it a rose, a sunflower, lavender, or a tulip? Whoa. Okay, rose is definitely like Valentine's Day. Sunflower, I thought it's like a sign of friendship. Lavender is calming at the spa. <laughs> and it tulips. Good. It tulips. is actually very good. I, I, goodness, I think it's got to be between lavender and tulips. Um, What's more masculine or calming? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with tulips. Tulips. That is incorrect. It is not. Not my dad. The tulip. Now Shane has five (laughs) seconds to steal this answer if he knows it. I've learned how to do this properly. I'm going to give you the answer first and explain it later, which is rose, by the way. Do we have that five second? Yeah, I was counting anyway. The rose is, surprisingly, yes, the rose is the official Father's Day flower. That is correct. There's no way this is a thing. Yes. Now, Shane, I have a little history spiel here describing why that is, but you have a story. Do you know why? or? <laughs> yeah, I, I know why. Okay. Um, well, I I don't know why. I actually have no idea oh, why. Okay. But I can just tell I... you this: if I've ever known like the kind of like you know like the grandpa who's a gardener, I've never heard a grandpa gardener be like mega proud of his sunflowers or lavender or tulips. They always are proud of roses, right? They grow roses. They're proud of roses. They give away roses. I've never like I've never heard anybody who's a dude who's a gardener talk about any flowers other than roses so yeah and that i that's very sound logic the reason that it's the rose is very simple uh uh, serona louise smart of spokane washington was the first person to pitch the idea for full father's day and it was just i know it's a long name um she (laughs) anyway she uh Oh, Random she, uh, woman you've never heard of. Very yeah. simple. <laughs> yeah. She uh, she just wanted to celebrate a day for her dad, William Smart, and she just liked roses. And she suggested that you wear a red rose for a father that is alive and a white rose to honor one that has passed. Wow. That's why. See? Power of declaration right there. It's a beautiful thing. Right there. Well, thank you right to there. Virginia Wolf Smart. <laughs> yes, yeah, Serona... Siri and Rose Smart. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> is you, Shane. You stole, so this is a good chance. You yes, thank you. You steal the deal here. Where are we going? I could seal the deal here. Um, I don't know. Uh, sorry, um, Shift says, I'm not sure if I trust the answers on the on the, the text line special or not. I, I, I'm not sure if I want to go there. So I'm going to go with uh, Faja. Mm-hmm. For two dad shoes, please. Faja for two or dad both shoes. dad shoes, okay. some might say. Now, these are fathers. They're just not human. What is the only species mm. on earth where the dad is the one who gets pregnant and carries the babies mm. to term? Steel, mm. steel, steel, okay. steel. <laughs> uh, steel. Octopus, oysters, mm-hmm. seahorse, mm-hmm. or snails? Mm-hmm. I'd like to steal. 
for five dollars. Oh, bribing. I'm going to go with the octopus because I don't really know the answer. Okay, well, Kelsey, get ready because you can steal because that's yes. incorrect. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Kelsey? Oh, five it? seconds. Uh, I would yep. like to say the seahorse, Bob. That is correct, Bob. Yeah, male seahorse is equipped with a brood pouch. And yeah, when they're uh, mating, the female deposits the eggs and the dad carries them it's 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 pretty weird mm. but like have you ever seen the videos of like a million little seahorses yes. tiny ones yeah the dads do it way to go dads the, i'm embarrassed to tell you why i picked octopus why did you pick um oh. i'm so i'm not going to we're going to move on because we're short on time and we're also time. i like we got my time job for kelsey. one more question oh, what's next kelsey oh victory is within reach go go uh okay we are gonna go with Father's Day, two shoes. Oh, well, look at you. You just stumbled across the text line special. Father help. Okay, well, let's see if you're going to get some help from some dads on the uh, the text line there, Kelsey. So even if you know the answer, you can't, you can't give it to me. It's got to come from the listeners. I'll give you one last chance to text. 877-399-9898. The Godfather is one of the best movies ever made. Like, yeah, it's a good Father's Day movie option. Who plays the Godfather in The Godfather Part One? Is it Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, or James Caan? Now, we got a lot Will of Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell. Where's that coming from? Will, <laughs> Will Ferrell. Uh, we got a Ryan million texts. And uh, the most, we got two, there were two people that came in on the text line. The first was Al Pacino and the second was Marlon Brando, which is both technically correct because they're both technically godfathers. However, there's only one true godfather in the first movie and that is Marlon Brando, which was the most texted answer, which means Kelsey... Ding, ding, ding. You get the point. So you can thank the listeners for that one. I would tell you with absolute confidence it was Al Pacino. No, he's the... You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. Oh, wait, no, I can do that better. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding asking me for a favor. You know, he's got the big puffy cheeks. Yeah, that's Marlon Brando. that was dynamite. Thank you. And you know, he stuffed stuffed cotton balls in his cheeks to puff them out so he could get the, the more weird uh voice and he was actually not even the first choice for the film uh, they originally the cast wanted to go casting department wanted to go in a different direction then they got watched the audition tape and all right sure we'll put marlon brando and then there you go career revitalized hey, hey ryan i just i don't know if i can quite picture what it would sound like with cotton balls so if you could just quickly model that for us um congratulations you know, kelsey <laughs> you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding and you kick shane's butt in the Father's Day edition of Game Showy. And that's been Game Showy! <laughs> that was really good. I was going to make a horse head joke, but we're out of time. <laughs> there was some clarification about your baby seahorses. The females get pregnant, then transfer the eggs to the male. Thank you for helping yes. us clarify how the sexy times work under the sea. 
happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I uh, I think it's really great, and uh, I love all of the dads. And uh, it's a, it's not. I've always been incredibly vocal in the fact that the way men speak to men is incredibly important. So on Father's Day, let's acknowledge all the dads that work really, really hard to uh, change the course of what being a dad used to be into what dad is being a dad is becoming, which is, I think, a very, very important and valuable piece of all of our lives. Uh, Kelsey, thanks for being here, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. And thanks for... um, being such an incredible role model for fathers everywhere. Oh, uh, I think nice. I think it's, I mean, not necessarily in tonight's show. I wouldn't, uh, I would suggest to men everywhere, do not pick up any <laughs> tips and tricks about how to talk to women yeah, or about women from uh, mm-hmm. this game showy. But mm-hmm. in general, Shane, it is, uh, it's always a blast and I think really powerful when we get to talk parenting together. This is the Shift Podcast. Are you, are you, are you, okay, 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 are you okay with, ah, some things never get old, my goodness, okay, so Ryan O'Donnell's in downtown Calgary, I'm Shane Hewitt, I'm in the city of Airdrie on the north side of Calgary, John O'Chung's in downtown Vancouver, the Shift radio show, shiftheads.ca, to connect with us online in our Facebook group too, follow along, get in that conversation, 877-399-9898 is our phone number to get your thoughts on these stories that make you ponder. Are you okay with donuts from Timmy's? Mm. I'm not okay with the uh, the choice of donuts spelling here, though, right? We've gone over this so many times. Both are correct. I would say the O-U, you know, style is a more Canadian way of saying it because there's more letters. And without it, just the donut is the more American way to do it. So I, I, I think that I'm in the right here. You think you're in the right with the I D-O-U-G-H yeah. versus the D-O-N? Yeah, I think I'm in the right. All right, well, there's our first uh, controversy of are you okay with? So, okay, well, here we go. So, well, let's do this story first and then we'll address... Yes this whole scenario okay for a limited time timmy's has brought back some classic donuts that haven't been available for a long time like 10 years walnut crunch is one of them and a calgary man is now on a quest to make sure that donut never goes away the walnut crunch here it's back to stay zachary juron said he was super excited upon learning that the baked good was returning may 31st after being out of production for a decade He was later disappointed when he found out it was only for a limited time. I started brainstorming ideas and ways in which I could try and make sure that it doesn't stay for a limited time and comes back for good. And uh, so I started running and biking to raise awareness and to advocate for the Walnut Crunch. And how's that gone so far? So far, so good. I've done uh, three main events. I've done a 30-kilometer bike ride. I did a half marathon, and then I did a what I'm calling a tour to Airdrie of the Airdrie Tim Hortons, where I ran to each Tim Hortons in Airdrie, all five ate a walnut crunch at each one and then made my way back home and tagged them in it to try and uh, get a response or something from Tim Hortons. Hmm. Well, that is my city right there. That guy's trying to keep the wall. He's trying to keep the Walton crunch alive. Uh, but why that Walton crunch? <laughs> the Walton? That's more Walton? than a typo. Okay. Oh, it's more, it's a typo for sure. But it's Walton a double typo. There's like... two of them. 
But to be fair, Walton sounds like a doughnut enjoyer. Yes, Walton, good evening. I'd like to have my Walton Crunch doughnut. I think it just adds some nice little posh to a very unposh food. Uh, your, your donut butler? I, mm. I don't agree. I feel like the Walton Crunch is something that happens in Saskatchewan that we can't talk about on the radio. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I see where you're going there. It's a typo! It's a typo! Why the Walnut Crunch? What makes that donut so special? To me, it encompasses everything that a donut should be. It's the it's the perfect shape. It's got the chocolate donut, which is my favorite. Um, it's got some walnuts in it for protein, and it actually works out to be a really good uh, calorie snack for uh, while running and whatnot to try and ensure I don't run too large of a calorie deficit uh, while running longer distances. Oh, absolutely. Most runners actually do carry donuts to help um, to help them with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust me, and you are also not suffering from a calorie deficit. Juron said he's been training for a 100-mile race, and whilst his training runs traditionally are between 10 and 50 uh, kilometers, one upcoming run will see him go from the Tim Hortons in Canmore to the store in Banff and back, which he anticipates will be about 50 kilometers. Same length as normal runs earlier stated. But anyway, the campaign is not just about keeping the donut, however, spelled differently. Juron said it's also given him the ability to bond with his nine-month-old daughter, Lillianne. What a cute name. Who sleeps in the stroller as uh, he takes with him on runs and cycling adventures. The hope, Juron said, is that Tim Hortons will give him a challenge such as a run, a petition, or raise money with some funds for some of the company's charities to either keep the donut either permanently or seasonally as well. Um, that is that is a heck of a thing. And I, I think that, Ryan, you have a great argument about the donut is very fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, when you put it, the D-O-U-G-H in your T. But you say it's more Canadian, and unfortunately, if you look at the menu for the Timmy's, eh? How do you think Timmy spells the donut if we're going to have the donut that's more Canadian? Oh, bud, they're not even owned by Canadians anymore, though. You know, it's owned by Burger King. Yeah, but if you're going to talk about Canadians. That's a good question. Hmm? How did they spell it before they were bought by uh, the Burger King? Well, I would have to go to the internet snapshot thing and find a Tim Hortons website from 10 years ago. Tim Hortons. When when were they bought? 2014? Tim Hortons. I don't know. Let's do 2005. How are we doing this live on the radio here? Yes, absolutely we are. This, we got to get to the bottom of this. Okay, that okay. looks... Oh, God. So what you tell me what year is it? thing to look at. Mm, old Tim Hortons. Food. So what year were they nope. purchased? Okay, hold on. I'm trying to find the donut on the menu here. Focus, Ryan. We got to get this I'm done. I'm focusing. My, my eyelids are zooming in. Uh... I, just, I keep seeing just bagel belts. <laughs> like, okay, uh, 2013. This is what there's a thing on the internet called the Wayback Machine, by the way. Um, that doesn't work. Oh, Where you man. can go and you can I go way it. back in time. I found it. They do not spell it with the O U. They spell it D O N U T S. Even in right? the old days, I'm looking. Yeah. 
Interesting. That's I find that surprising. I guess it's hey, it's a cheaper option because it's less letters to spell, which is why Americans don't put a U in the color word color, for example. It's because it was cheaper to print right. back in the day. So you're going to put a U. What are you proposing? You're proposing a D O U N U T, or is it D O U N O U T? A donut. We could find a happy middle ground. I'd be okay with that. Good. Really. Uh, the Wayback Machine seems to be broken. It's not crawling anything right now. Hmm. There's a thing which is really handy on the internet, the Wayback Machine. And you can go back to a website like timhortons.ca and go back to 2013 and look at a snapshot of the website pages from that long ago. So you know when they say that, oh, yeah, just get it deleted from the internet and you'll be fine. Nope. There are actually websites that specifically what they do. So... Um, bum, 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 bum. You canceled all our meetings. I canceled all of my meetings. Did it cancel the meetings for you too? Well, cancel the meetings. Well, Look, you're moving to a new place. You don't have to cancel the show. Ryan's canceled the show now. I was just declining days. invitations for meetings where that I will not be present for tomorrow. And I didn't realize it would cancel it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Remove from calendar. Show's canceled, everybody. No shift show tomorrow or Sunday. <laughs> Sorry. Are you okay? R O U O U okay with instant pots? Oh, Ryan loves his pots. I I love the pot. I will say, (laughs) whoops. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Caught myself there. I love the pot. Um, Mm. Okay, so I really I an instant pot air fryer never had an instant pot like the original thing i I just had the air fryer they made and it was great for about a year and then the teflon started just peeling away really really uh suddenly and so i you know flipped it around and used the other side and then more teflon i'm like "Eh, i don't need cancer from teflon so i i recycled it i got rid of it and i'm not sure if the quality was just bad on that or if i was using it too much but i was surprised to see the need to get a replacement so quickly after that i gotta say mm. mm-hmm. uh wasn't that movie called black water or something like that the teflon yes. movie what was the Teflon? yes Is yeah it was mark ruffalo called? yeah black water yeah. i believe dark water dark water dark water Dark water. It's got to be dark waters. It is dark water. Black water. Yeah, dark waters. Yeah. yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Perfect. I watch yeah. that, by the way. That's a, a very interesting show. Um, inside, I've never used one, you know, bought one, didn't get to use it, sold it like in a day. Um, but they're incredibly popular and they were actually Canadian made, which is cool. Uh, there are a million crock pots out there, slow cookers, all that stuff, air fryers, fry fryers. Air, ooh, this is a tough one today. Yeah, uh, air fryers have a Y. Flustered. Yeah, well, I can tell that you like the pot. Um, oh. The rice cookers are out there, all thanks to Instant Pot. So this story was a little surprising to hear. And the company that makes Instant Pot slow cookers has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Instant Brands, which also includes Pyrex Glassware, is owned by private equity firm Cornell Capital. But they sold us a billion of those things. How'd that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody had an Yeah. Except me. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got one you want to buy. It. Help, yes. help build them out. Yeah, but they can probably get a couple of them on the secondhand market now. <laughs> 
There are a lot of them on the secondhand market now. That's so uh, many. Right? Like there's all kinds of air fryers out there. So, you know, you don't have to go buy a brand new one. They're a very simple device. They either work or don't work. So that's the mm-hmm. good news. And so uh, a little surprising to hear this. ABC7 with that story right there. The company, Instant Pot, was founded in Ottawa and Canada, but based now outside of Chicago, also owns Pyrex kitchenware, mm-hmm. storage brand, stuff like that, has at least $500 million in both assets and liabilities, according to the filing. Instant Brands is what they're called, was founded in 2009, became a Canadian success story after the Instant Pot, the flagship, gained traction in kitchens all over the world. It combined a slow cooker and a pressure cooker into one device, super simple and super efficient in making good meals. Now, the appeal faded as air fryers. I don't know if the appeal faded. I think people's attention got stolen by air fryers to try new, do new and different things, right? New recipes. The sales of electronic multi-cooker devices, most of which are instant pots, reached $758 million in 2020, the start of the pandemic, but it plunged to $344 million last year. Air fryer is incredibly popular. Unit sales are down 20% too. Uh, merged with kitchenware company Corel in 2019. Of course, that's when Pyrex came on, so the demands changed. We'll see what happens. It's a Canadian story. So it joins Tupperware, the Pyrex part, with the business troubles because they, back in April, said they're in danger of going out of business if they can't raise new funds. Now, there were some fund capital companies that did step up right away for instant brands to, to help out. So curious to see where that goes. Well, the, I think the, dem- the demand has been there for 2016, 2017, and 2018. All three of those years on Amazon Prime Day, the number one most sold thing on that big giant shopping day was Instant Pot Cookers, where in 2018, 300,000 of them were bought on Amazon Prime Day in just one day. So, yeah. That's fascinating. Um, I mean, especially when you buy them used, I mean, sometimes they're quite expensive new. That's the big thing. Air fryers are cheap, hey? They're so cheap now, even more so. I think you even I even saw that uh, those gourmet ones in Walmart were down even more in price. No, it was the ninjas, which the ninjas are amazing. Anyway, um, do you have a favorite? Uh, do you have a favorite meal to make in the instant pot when you had one there in the air fryer? Yeah, in the air cooker? fryer. So yes, I mean it, it's great for reheating things, but there was nothing better. Then going to the go-go cage, the bar, getting home, mm. turning the air fryer mm. on, and throwing frozen hash browns in that thing for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, putting the pajamas on, coming back, and having fresh, crispy frozen hash browns done so fast. Mm. Like, almost as good as McDonald's ones without the grease. Like, that was that is the key. John always supports this notion. He knows. He's very he excited. gets it. He gets it. He got very excited when you talked about uh, late night hash browns. Yes, um, I always the, think it as well. I would, right? I I would agree. Great for the uh, sausages too. Are really great in the air fryer. Give me that mm-hmm. one. You know, my the biggest one that I always tell when people say, "Hey, you have an air fryer." There's two things in particular I think that can change your life. I mean, the basics are the chicken fingers, stuff like that, without a doubt. Fast and easy, quick ways to make food i quite like just doing all things in there you should know that you know like pork pork tenderloins and stuff like that when it comes to the slow cooker you have the magical things like you can do uh like a tearaway um pull pork sandwiches stuff mm. like that so you just like cook it in there and pork just pull it and then mix it with barbecue sauce put it on a bun it's the best 
But the magic, the real magic with the air fryer that will make you hungry is talking about it. Two things. One is French fries, but it's of not course. just any French fry. Crinkle cut French fries. Crinkle cut, the little ridges, just ugh, heavenly. And then the other part is like the the oregano olive oil wedges for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're right? talking about, which they also make and, crinkle cut fries of those too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, but really the best, the secret is if you're going to buy chicken wings and you're going to do it in an air fryer, get the southern fried, really breaded, chunky breaded looking ones. Those ones, hands down, oh, change your life. Make you see God. It's seriously, the, the heavens will open. The rainbows will shine down. Uh, you will feel connected to the great creator. Um, and it just, it is just this heavenly chicken wing that you got to overcook it just a little bit so it gets crunchy. So Oh, yeah, you need a little crisp. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, that's are you okay with and I'm really hungry. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.